Hello, everyone, and welcome to What the Film Core podcast number 16. I'm your host, James Paul Shepard, and with me today is Josh Redemar. What's up? And a guest that has not been on in a while, but he's going to be regular, Josh Shepard. Hey, everybody. On this episode, we will be talking about Ghostbusters Afterlife, talking about what Filmcore Digital's up to, and as always, we're getting off topic. Let's get into it. What's going on, guys? How you guys been? Pretty good. Good. What's new in Josh Shepard's world since we have not seen you on the podcast in a while? Well, since the last time I was on the podcast, I have moved to Tennessee. Um, made this decision with my wife and started a new job, and everything's been going smoothly so far. All right, Josh, what about you, Redemar? Anything new since we hung out on your birthday last week? Um, no, not not a whole lot. I did get the uh, new Guardians of the Galaxy game. I'm really excited to play that. Uh, still haven't had a chance to uh, throw it into my PS4 and give it a shot. But uh, definitely looking forward to it. I've been seeing a lot of cool trailers for it. Uh, I've been hearing a lot of good hype from some of the friends that do have it already. Uh, yeah, that, 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 that for me is going to make the next big thing for the week. <laughs> nice. Any uh, Black Friday deals for either one of you guys any uh shopping uh i've done some black friday shopping uh, i actually managed to get majority of the gifts that i know my wife is gonna love uh but she doesn't know that i picked them up yet so keep that <laughs> on the hush for now yeah i'll share those deals with you later uh, but, um, yeah <laughs> what about you josh anything any black friday sales i have not done any black friday shopping did a little bit of shopping for the daughter, just a little bit before Black Fridays, but nothing else. Yeah, I didn't get to get out this year. Um, not, I, I didn't really see any deals that I really wanted. Uh, still got to go shopping for the wife. I got a couple Christmas presents for her. Um, just, I, it's, it's so hard. What do you get for a woman that wears the pants in the family? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> You got our new uh, belt? Yeah, I guess that's what we got to do. <laughs> All right, so Filmcore Digital, just some uh, news I'm super excited about. We've been working on building up uh, the website, working on building that, and I, I want to announce that we are going to be moving away from the Patreon page, and we set up the subscriptions on our page, on our website, strictly for you guys but it's strictly through our website. So we're super excited about that. So definitely go to filmcoredigital.com. Uh, check out the offers there. Become a member. Super excited. Um, yeah. So with that being said, that's all I've got. Uh, uh, we just hit uh, 1,000 followers on TikTok. We can go live now. So uh, Filmcore Digital will be having some live videos coming out on that. So definitely go check out Filmcore Digital on TikTok. Uh, but yeah, so let's get into this movie that everybody came here to hear us review, and that is Ghostbusters Afterlife. So, premise. When a single mom and her kids arrive in a small town, they begin to discover their connection to the original Ghostbusters and the secret legacy their grandfather left behind. Screenplay was written by Gil Kinnan, so directed by Jason Reitman, Super fun fact is that is the son of the original director from the 80s Ghostbuster, Ivan Reitman. Yeah. Huh. So it's cool that it's a passing of the torch there. Uh, starring Carrie Coon, Paul Rudd, Finn Wolfhard, McKenna Grace, and it has a whole bunch of cameos. Super excited to talk about those. Rotten Tomatoes giving it a 63% from the critics, but... The audience, giving it a 95%. So we're going to talk about, see what side we're on with those. Budget was $75 million. Gross worldwide is $89 million. So they've already hit what they um, paid for the movies. So Josh, being Josh Shepard, 
I gotta say, jo- well, I gotta say, which which one? We got two shepherds on this episode. So Josh Shepard being a guest after a long time, we're gonna get your review on this. What did you think about the movie? Overall, really, really good. They they did the story right, um, especially to follow after the original movies and everything. Uh, I definitely really enjoyed how they tied in. Uh, Spangler, Egon, and stuff uh, with the you know the passing of Harold Ramis and everything. Uh, I definitely loved all the cameos, all the little small things that just kind of popped out that made your childhood from the original Ghostbusters just go giddy about and everything. And um, especially the little Stay Puft marshmallows, that was really fun to see. Uh, I was definitely disappointed in the fact that. Honestly, in my opinion, Paul Rudd was really not in it enough. He just seemed like his character was just kind of an afterthought for it. But uh, the little girl was definitely a highlight. Uh, I loved her dry humor and stuff. Me and my wife laughed quite a bit at that. Uh, That was really good. And just overall, seeing the huge cameos, especially at the end, was just made the movie just so much better. And just brought so much back from watching the original movies. Yeah, definitely. Um, really, really good on all that. Uh, Josh Redemar, what are your thoughts on this movie? So I definitely enjoyed it. Um, it, it definitely uh, brought a lot of uh, good memories back from watching the originals as a kid. Um, the state post uh, marshmallow little minion looking guys was hilarious to me. Because at first, it was just the one. I was like, oh, that's cute. And then all of a sudden, you see, like, a hundred of them. And it's like, oh, shit, it's about to get real. <laughs> um, I, I just, I really enjoyed the film. I One of my biggest fears going into it was um, if they were really going to change some of the designs from, you know, you know the state mar- uh, marshmallow, and then you had those, like, hellhounds and all that. Uh, I was really happy to see that they kept the designs the same. Because uh, when you go from one to the other, if, if they had changed any of that at all, it really kind of would have thrown everything off. So I felt that that was really uh, good on their part for that. Uh, also, I got to agree with um, with your brother. Uh, Paul Rudd wasn't in it enough. But then again, if he wasn't in it anymore, it would have been like an Ant-Man movie. So, <laughs> yeah, but, you know, it's, it's really hard to say which way it would have gone for that. But um, I overall, I did enjoy the film. Um, and I, I really have no complaints. You know? Nice. Yeah. Um, yeah, Paul Rudd. I mean, I guess he was more of a, uh, like a supporting character because it was geared towards around the kids. So yeah, it would have been cool to have him. But what he was in there, he did awesome. I mean, he was he yeah. was hilarious as Absolutely. Paul Rudd is. He's he's just a really funny guy. Uh, so am I on board with you guys, or am I complete opposite as we have seen in multiple? Podcast that we guess have. That you're, opposite. <laughs> you're always opposite. That, that, that's that's why you that's make very this go first. You don't true. formulate an opinion until you've heard everybody else talk, and then you're like, you know what? I'm gonna no. find it and just mess with them. I'm, I'm gonna go on the other team. <laughs> no, see, I let you guys go first because I'm a good host. Uh, but on this one, 100% loved the movie. It was so good. It had great humor. Like the comedy was amazing, uh, yeah. amazing cinematography, the the shots and everything so good, and the story such a good story for to build on from what the older generation now people are saying that it was too nostalgic too much, I don't think so I think it was really good um, I loved my my favorite part of the whole movie hands down is the tribute to Harold Ramis. The way that they did that, they did it so good because they could have took it and killed him off in the movie and then just called it that, like they do in other movies. They, if, some, if, if somebody died and they had to shoot another movie, usually they'll start the movie off with kill the character, kill that person off, and that's it. You don't hear anything about that. They shoot a different movie. The way that they kept him in this movie the entire time was just it was amazing to and they did it so well it wasn't tacky 
um, the story just it, it tied into the original movies like so good. It was definitely the third Ghostbuster that we have been waiting for for thirty something years because we don't even acknowledge that that Ghostbusters two thousand sixteen was even made. That movie was not made. Uh, to to my knowledge, I don't even know what that movie. That was just is. a parody. That's all it was. <laughs> yeah, it was nothing more than a parody. Yeah. Now the cool thing is the way that they connected. McKenna's character, um, Phoebe in the in the movie, the little girl, mm-hmm. with Harold Raymond, like you feel his presence through her, like she is a spitting, almost like a spitting image of him, and just yeah. the way that she acted in the movie was Harold Ramis back then when he was Egon, and it was just it was so cool to see that, and you felt so much connection to her because of that. And it was just, I, I mean, I loved how they brought the nostalgic, the, the, the suits, the, uh, the props that they used, like the photon packs. And yeah. the, 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 it was so awesome to see the original Ecto-1. Like, yeah. I mean, that was so cool. I mean, you, you see it in the trailer, you knew it was coming, but like to see the whole thing come. Now, the thing that I don't know... I, I didn't look it up, but I'm pretty sure because watching the scenes, majority of that Ecto-1 was CG. Huh. Which, well, I'll have to I mean, definitely look that up and find more information on that. Yeah, that's uh, I was going to look it up, but I got busy, didn't. Um, but I'm pretty sure just the way that the lighting was, the way that it, like, um, just the scene. It didn't look like it was completely in the scene on set. There were scenes that... Um, it did. I know driving through the field had to be CG. I'm pretty sure the lighting and everything that it picked up on the grass that it was driving over. I'm pretty sure that's CG. I'm, I'm, I'm sure the gunner seat was, uh, was CG as well. See, that's the part that I feel like it fit most in there when she was in the gunner seat. Yeah. Driving Something by, up close it, like that. Yeah. It looked like it was actually built for the scene, but driving by and stuff, it just, it looked, I don't know, it just looked like it was CG. We'll definitely have to take a look at that. Yeah, well, you know the best part? Of- I'm actually uh, on IMDb right now reviewing some of the photos I got, and uh, photo number 29 out of uh, 43 is actually um, showing the, the Ecto-1 and actually the, the young lady sitting in the, uh, the gunner seat. Um, it looks like a full-on vehicle, so, I mean, I, I think it was actually present. Oh, oh no, no, it was definitely present. Shots, absolutely. But but not for the whole movie. Alright, now I'm now I'm got now I gotta look it up. Ecto one C G N after life. And and I and I like what they did too, because a lot of the things that you've seen on that car, like the gunner seat, the R C trap and everything, that was that wasn't actually that was shown in the original movies. That was basically stuff that you would see after the original movie while they were still Ghostbusting. They added to the car, and you kind of find out that it got added to the car and stuff because you didn't see that gunner seat in either one of the original movies. No, we didn't. You see this right here? That's the the one I was talking about. This is the oh, yeah. theme up on IMDb. Yeah. It looks like when they actually did that scene, that car was present, but I actually thought this was all CGI, but it looks pretty good. Well, that no, I'm definitely, I'm definitely way through with James. I'm sure, like, for me, probably it's probably fifty fifty. But um, there's definitely some scenes that they probably more than likely did CGI and not, not use the car itself. But but talking about the car though, one that definitely gave me nostalgia and everything, it got me all giddy, was the first time that they turned on the sirens. <laughs> oh yeah. That yeah. that part really got me, and I just a big grin on my face and everything. It was awesome. When he was driving through the field, when he first. No, so he didn't even have the sirens on at that scene, and it was the um, later on when they were hunting down the ghost. Oh, when they were hunting Muncher. Yeah, when they turned the sirens on. Well, you know, it's a really good thing about this movie that I mean, a lot of people might be excited to hear. Uh, no, not once, not once in this whole movie was there any modern-day propaganda pushing political anything 
in this film, which was awesome. Nothing, nothing was being pushed at all. Very true. So, I mean, that was that was really nice to to see. Yeah, I'm gonna have to definitely have to look up and see if that uh, do some research on the, the the Ghostbusters CG vehicle. But overall, I mean, really, really well done. I I loved it. I would definitely recommend people to go see it for sure. A lot of people, totally. a lot. I think the critics are really fighting against the. They think it the, like a lot of them. I was reading some of the critics, and they were saying that it was it was too much of the nostalgic. Like they had too much of the original in there that it, it should have been its own story, which I feel it was its own story. I don't feel like there was... Yeah, like, no, definitely. There was no, nothing... I, I believe that, it was done right, for sure. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. You you hear it here, Filmcore Digital and the crew here think that 100% done right. Definitely check it out if you're a Ghostbusters fan. I mean, if you're, even if you're not, I mean, this oh, kid... Oh, yeah. It, I mean, it, you would... Un, you won't... If you haven't seen the original Ghostbusters, you're not going to understand the the like some of the nostalgia stuff to it. Yeah, but. the nostalgic behind it, the beginning of the connections of uh, Harold Ramis and everything. You're not going to understand that part, but the movie as whole, awesome, definitely. Oh yeah, and and my wife can definitely vouch for that. She hasn't seen the originals, and she absolutely loved this movie. She's like, I didn't even see him, and this movie was awesome. Yeah. So. All, yeah, all the, the way I right. look at it, if the if the original of this script was written, you know, by the original actors shortly after they filmed the original film, it would only make sense that there would definitely be nostalgia there because they have to manage to tie one to the other. Yeah, you know? exactly. And, you know, as you go through the film, yeah, sure, they're reminding you, yes, this is a continuation of the original, but when they introduce all these new characters, you're still getting an original story, regardless of how much nostalgia you're getting from it. Yeah, you know, they didn't cheat by any means on what they did. They just said, "Hey, we are the Ghostbusters film." You know, this is what's going on. They show you clips from what happened in the old films, and they're, you know, revealing to the kids, you know, who and what the Ghostbusters were. So when you get that content in there, yeah, it's like, bro, this is this is a Ghostbusters film, you yeah. know. So you have to get that tie in. And if they oh. hadn't done any of that, it would have been just another ghost story, really. But I think they did an incredible job the way they did that um, that that tie-in. So just the right amount, in my opinion. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah. So l- some cool. Uh, I was just looking at some Easter eggs there, but uh, some tr- some trivia or some some you know because I I like to watch the movie. Um, on a whole different plane of like continuity and errors and stuff like that. Um, so one thing, I don't know if you guys noticed when uh, uh, Gruberson first talks to Phoebe at the after school or the, uh, what is it? Summer, summer school or Saturday school or whatever they're Yeah, the summer school. Yeah. Summer school, yeah. So when she goes back there, the whiteboard is talking about... Uh, something spherical and spherical is spelt wrong instead of being spelt uh s-p-h-e-r it is s-h-p-e-r they put the p and the h in the wrong spot on there if you uh, if you if only you, you would catch that well right. I, was, like, like, I was questioning i was questioning because i was like what is s-h-s-a what and then i looked and i was like wait it's supposed to be spherical spherical um, uh, oh, I can't spell. It was just a typo. Yeah, it was just, just, <laughs> right. right. <laughs> um, so the the scene where all the Michelin little Stay Puft Marshmallow uh, characters are tearing apart the the Walmart. Like, no, the 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 photon pack and everything when he's on. Oh the, yeah, yeah. When they're inside the car, yeah. So I don't know if you guys noticed it. This it, it's it's basically like a logical thing to me. So they're tearing it apart, right? They they rip the photon pack apart, and then podcast freaking fixes stuff like fights with them in the vehicle, and then fixes something in the vehicle, and then the photon pack works just fine. Yeah, yeah. they never they never fix the photon pack. It yeah, just works the, fine. <laughs> the the way the way that the, the way that I saw it was. Um, Basically, like he killed one of the stay puffs that was there, and then just turned on. 
Yeah. And I was like, how did that even happen? They didn't, they didn't connect any of the wires or anything in the photon pack again. They didn't do any of that. Um, sir, sir, that is called the magic of Hollywood. We don't I, question it. We just roll right. with it. That's, that's <laughs> but, what I'm saying. But at the same time, that one that he was using on the car isn't actually connected to like a pack like they wear on their backs. That one's connected directly to the machine on the car. Then why so did he have one on his back? He didn't have one on his back. That was the seat that he was sitting in. No, he the photon, he pulled it out. He had the photon pack on his back. I'll have to look at that one. Yeah, it was, uh, the movie. Yeah, yeah, I gotta, I gotta rewatch it. I just watched it like four <laughs> hours ago, but I went to watch it again. Yeah, so uh, the the scene where Phoebe pulls out the trap after the the um crap what are the, what are the traps called just traps right they're just called traps yeah they're not yeah, ghost trap. like, yeah so she pulls out the trap out of the floor that he left behind right yeah so if you if you if you you see you notice that when she pulls it out there's no there's no pedal right because the, the pack the the trap has to have a pedal to smash she just pulls it out it's not connected to anything but when she takes it to the school and they do the scene where they're jump starting it, it had where'd, the, one. where'd the pedal come from? She, didn't find, of, she didn't find downstairs yeah, yet. Yeah, she might have those, just one of those connection things that they're just, you know, obsolete about and stuff. Because I, I understand what you're saying. <laughs> because, yeah, because the pedal is connected to a cable connected to the box. So you can actually hold the box separate from the <laughs> pedal. So, you know, you don't accidentally open it up and everything. And then just one scene, one quick scene when they're when they're chasing Muncher. Um, I don't know if you guys noticed when they're driving, the lights aren't on. The blue lights on the Ecto aren't yeah, on. Yeah, they don't have any of the lights on and stuff when they're driving. But when you drive by, when they drove by the restaurant, the lights were on, and then it cut back to the scene. The lights were off again. And the the restaurant scene on the on the glass and everything is the only scene that you see the lights the lights flashing. Huh. <laughs> you would think so, that when they push the movie back so far, they would go back and at least watch it once to fix what they done fucked up. Yeah, right. right. <laughs> See, I mean, I know because we're so we're so low budget and everything that we have time to, and I know that they push them out really quick and everything. But I like I've seen some really bad continuity errors. It's like how how did that make it in a movie? How did you not catch that? Like it, it's there's just, just looking weird at things. hundreds and hundreds, uh, you know, they're looking at hours and hours of film. And but I mean, the, the 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 connection between uh, Paul Rudd and uh, what's her name, Caitlin or Catherine? Caitlin is it Catherine? Caitlin? The mom? Carrie, Carrie, Carrie Coon. The, the it was, it was really good. Um, all, I mean, all the characters were lovable, dude. I, yeah. I love the characters. Uh, I don't know how you guys. I, I mean, I mean, I don't like giving away spoilers, but I like giving away spoilers. Um, uh, the movie's been out for two weeks, so if you haven't yeah, seen you, it. It's your fault. Yeah, you've had yeah. plenty of time. Holy crap, man! Holy crap! The original guys, awesome. It was so so well done to see all three yeah. of them come back and then have a deep fake for Harold Ramis. Yeah, um, at the end, where all four of them were standing there. Yeah, uh, it it was really, really awesome to see that. Uh, no, oh, another thing. I don't know uh, if you if you notice when uh, Phoebe's talking to that's uh, his name, Dan Aykroyd's character. Uh, Stance. Uh, yeah, Stance. When he, when she's talking to him on the phone. When she's talking to him on the phone, uh, the first time that we get to see him, he said, he, "Go to hell." Well, well, that yeah. But he uh, <laughs> he uh, told her he he told her that the old station got turned into a Starbucks. Starbucks. Yeah. Which I don't know if that's the I don't know if that's uh, what he tells people because he's trying to forget about it or whatnot. But then the continuity here, if it isn't his story that he's telling people, it could well be written in as it's his story, but. Later on, you see uh, Hudson go into Ernie Hudson's character go into the uh, station when when the when they arrive back into New York, and he even tells 
like at the end he's telling the ecto one that we're gonna get you back home and take care of you so where's home if they turned the station into starbucks so but yeah great movie loved it we all all here have nothing but good things to say about it well, um, i do have i do have a disappointing thing though what um, what is your disappointing thing? Well, kind of too, because I don't I don't know if anybody heard anything or has read anything about why Scorny Weaver's character wasn't in it. I don't know she's if crazy. anybody she's in it. Really? That's that's what that was my next thing I was talking about. She's she's in it. She's I Gozer. Gozer because she was Gozer the bad the demon the female demon at the end. No, no, nope. Nope. No. Is. Hold on. No, she, she, plays, she, she plays. Dana, she plays Dana. She plays Dana Barrett Vinkman. She plays Vinkman in it. She's really? credited for Vinkman. That's what I was getting ready to ask you guys next. End Where credit scene. End credit scene that we didn't get to see. Probably. I didn't stay for a credit scene. Um, and I didn't get to see one either because it got cut I, off. So. Yep. I. Yeah. I. Uh, I thought. Yeah. See, I didn't think. Yeah. I looked. That's what the next thing I was going to ask is where she's uh she's credited but she's not i, I didn't see her but uh, that's one uh the second one i'm actually kind of surprised they didn't bring back i guess they just kind of brought back their own version was slimer yep that's my that was i my mean because and they had so many hints with you know the candy bar in his pocket his suit pocket the twinkie in the uh glove yep. box and stuff like they had so many hints at it but they just he just never came back He's probably in the cutscene too. <laughs> yeah, that's a very good point. That's a man, very good point. Man, I'm gonna have to go back and watch it. I'm gonna have to go to the theater and watch it again. But it was really good to see uh what's her name? Janine come back, the secretary. Yeah. yeah. It was it was so cool to see. Uh the kid little Still kid. being a secretary, apparently, too. Yeah, taking he, she was the only one that took care of him. Yeah. Uh, so it must be an a cutscene again. Ivo was in it. I don't remember where was Ivo at. Ivo. Yeah. Ivo was the dead guy in the glass. Oh that yeah. Was Ivo Schrod or yeah. how do you say his last Sh name? Shondor. You know who that is? Wow. Oh. J.K. Simmons. Really? That's I know. I didn't. I didn't notice it until I saw the. I looked it up and saw that. Uh, yeah, that's J.K. Simmons. I was like, wow. Oh, and then that part where he actually came alive and started talking to her, and she just ripped him apart and ripped him yep. in half. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So it was, it was, it was really well done. Um, super excited that they're, uh, they're talking about there maybe a fourth one. Uh, yeah. They, they opened it up for a fourth one. They're talking about a fourth one. Who knows if they're actually going to do it? Do we have to wait another thirty-seven years? Um, I think it was like what thirty-seven years when this last one was 84, out. Eighty-four, I think, was the last yeah, one. Eighty-four, thirty-seven years ago. That's that's crazy. Um, so I actually found the uh, the end credit scene uh, on YouTube. I don't know if you want me to screen share it. No, I, well, I can't. I can't watch it anyways. I can't turn. I can't take off the screen. Oh, okay. Because I'm recording. But I'll just uh, have to look. At, I'll have to look it up myself afterwards too and see. Yeah, I'll definitely have to take a. Take a look at that. Um, yeah, but they're they're talking about a number four being uh, uh, what's his name coming back? The we I was just, we were just talking about earlier the oh the Hudson, no the the bad guy from number two the the painting oh the guy from the painting yeah I forgot his name yeah something with a V I think. Uh, but yeah, they were talking about he could possibly be in the number four. I think they should do number four. I'm a huge Ghostbusters fan. I think they absolutely should do another one. Absolutely. And then if you really need to, you can close it off with that or go on with a new young crew, their future movies, if you really want to. We'll see. But... Ernie, Ernie Hudson uh, even announced that he wants to be a mentor for the yeah. new the new Ghostbusters. Um, so that... I, I think they should. I think it would be really well done. Another nice little tidbit, if anybody listening or anybody here with us didn't know that you can actually go visit that fire station in New York that yeah, they filmed that out yeah. and had they, for the Ghostbuster house. I saw that. They just put up the new Ghostbusters 3 sign. 
Yeah. Yeah, so you yeah, can actually awesome. go visit and stuff. It's pretty cool. Yeah, I can't remember who uh, did it, uh, but uh, apparently Jason Reitman did an interview with uh, Adam Savage from uh, Mythbusters about this movie. I uh, watched a little bit of it, but they he was in like a huge Ghostbuster museum. And it was just, it was awesome to see everything that they had inside there. It was so cool. So if you're if you're a Ghostbusters fan, definitely watch this movie for sure. Yes, absolutely. But we're gonna take this time right now to thank the Patreon members, which will soon become the Filmcore crew members over on our site, and then we're gonna get off topic. So the Filmcore crew members, we're gonna call them now, no longer Patreon members, are Dylan Painter, Dustin Clark, Carl Robbins. Little Thrusty, Bobby Saravanera, uh, Danny Galwin, and Vicky and David Ingblom. Appreciate all your guys' support. And if you guys want to be a Filmcore crew member, go check out the link at filmcoredigital.com and click the Become a Member. And you guys can check out all the features there. Appreciate it. So, let's get off topic. What, any movies lately have you guys that you guys have seen? That you're uh, that you thought were really good, or weren't good, but you saw it anyways. I checked that uh, Red Notice the other day on Netflix. I thought that was pretty damn good. Yes, it was. Yes, yeah, it was surprisingly really good. I I, I enjoyed it. Um, the the cast was really really good. I liked it. They're already talking like, about shooting a two and three. At yeah, Simon back Taylor's to back to back. Yeah. Yep. The um. Did you guys also check out um? The new Hawkeye series now streaming on uh, yes. Has, I have, I've checked I have out the not, first two episodes. I was gonna say there's two episodes on there. I'm with. Yeah. I was gonna watch them this weekend. I was waiting for my wife. She never got around to it, so I'm probably just gonna watch it without her, and she can catch up to me later. Is what usually we have to do in the house. Um, she'll sit down and watch dumb shows on Netflix, but then won't sit and watch the good ones that I want to watch. So I'm usually out in the studio. And I'll 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 get around to watching that for sure. What about you, Josh Shepard? Any uh uh yes, I've actually uh Red Notice was one that I've seen too. It's definitely a really good movie. Um and as you got to talk to Gracie a little bit about, uh we actually just got done watching Clifford the Big Red Dog right before we jumped on here. Um definitely, definitely a really good kids movie, family movie. Um had you know, if you read the books or watched the cartoons when you're younger, um, definitely, you know, bring back some of that nostalgia and stuff like we talked about with Ghostbusters. And it, it was just a really good story. I was going to say, if uh, anyone around our ages, I'm pretty sure has read a Clifford. Yeah, book <laughs> no Clifford the Big Red or Dog. Wa- or watched yeah. the cartoon. Um, yeah, I definitely, I definitely want to see that. Anything else? Nothing else that you've... Uh... You've seen uh, not that I've seen. Um, as I'm not really having much time to watch too much stuff. Um, but uh, I have watched the Hawkeye series, the first two episodes. Um, it's definitely off to a really good start. So I'm hoping yeah. more is coming. And I can't wait to see where that ties in with the MCU after it gets done. So Yeah. Um, I, I just watched uh, Black Friday. How was it? <laughs> it was. <laughs> it I was, feel like I've seen a trailer for that. What was that about? It's uh, the shoppers or zombies on Black Friday. Uh, oh Devin, yeah, Devin Sawa, Bruce Cam. I watched it because Bruce Bruce Campbell. Bruce Campbell, uh, I, yeah, I love, you can't go wrong. I love his movies that he does like that. It's definitely one of those cheesy uh, slasher horror zombie apocalypse movies. Uh, not a high rating at all but enjoyable to watch to have something on Devin Sawa though yeah like, I was surprised oh to see him when I watched that trailer holy cat like he is getting old <laughs> man yeah. we are get, we are we are growing up we are getting old it was oh man like when I first saw him in the scene I'm like oh my wow that's Devin Sawa like yeah. holy holy crap he's not blonde hair anymore <laughs> he's I mean, you could. And uh, I think that was uh, Michael J. White. Yep. Right. Michael J. Yeah, White. Michael Jaw White. Jaw White. Jaw White. Yeah. Michael Jaw White. Yep. yep. Yeah. He was in it. Who was Jaw um, White? Jai. 
Michael J. White. You know the guy from all those B movies and stuff. That's yeah. <laughs> he, he's like, the one guy that literally said he could beat Bruce Lee, he could beat Jet Lee, yeah. he, could, he could beat everybody. I'm thinking Where is he's the best? He was in uh Never Back Down like twenty or something. Yeah, yeah, right, right, <laughs> 17. One, one of the all those, one of those ones movies. that they made for no reason. We, we um, see a clip of him shadow boxing, then whooping some guy's ass on Facebook every other day. Yep. Yeah, it's just that one viral video that keeps getting shared. Hey, at least the man keeps in shape and keeps training. That's oh, that's yeah. the big thing right there. Because yeah, he's yeah, sure. he's been in these type of movies for a long time now. Yeah, I think he's. Was he uh, the guy who originally played too. Spawn? Yeah. Yep. Yep. He which needs to come back for the next one. Uh, which is exciting that they're going to be Jamie Foxx, though. I mean, yeah. that's not not necessarily a bad choice. So, so I just uh, I also watched the first three episodes of the new Dexter. If you're a Dexter mm. fan, um, I, I love the original season, series. It was really good. Um, and then this, the first three episodes haven't been disappointing. I I really I really enjoyed it. Uh, anything else that I've seen, uh, watching the new season of Flash, season eight, it's like two episodes in, it's like a, Does look pretty good. it's like apocalypse ending again. It's I think crisis. I'm about like two or three seasons behind on that. Uh, I think I am, I don't think I watched anything in season seven. I just skipped right to it and just, cause this is like, I feel like this is a mini series. It's a crisis again. Yeah, well, because they're, they're, they keep they keep doing the crossovers and stuff, even though Arrow's not on anymore. But we're probably going to see another flashpoint coming from this whole thing. Oh yeah, I don't doubt that. And the biggest yeah. thing is because uh, season seven was the first season without Arrow, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. In, in the beginning yeah. of season, uh, it's either in the beginning or in the in the mid season that they uh, they kind of like give like a tribute to the whole thing where they were saying goodbye to. His character, yeah. They, they well, I didn't even watch the last it. season of Arrow either. I haven't watched it yet, and I'm really behind on those shows. I did. It was. It was. It was good. Um, it's sad to see. Uh, not a big fan of Stephen Amell right now. Not. Not at all. I don't know if you guys saw his. Uh, uh, I don't know if it was a TikTok video or a Facebook video of him telling people his fans and stuff that he doesn't give an f about them and. He doesn't care if he offends anybody that any of his fans. He like because he can't. He he did a video about something and people were commenting that you need to watch what you're doing because of your fans and you're gonna lose a lot and you're not gonna get uh, acting gigs and stuff like that. And he said, "F it, I don't care. I don't care about my fans. I don't. I don't care if you want to go, go." Blah, like like went off on a. I was like, wow. oh, I don't know anything about that. I was like, wow. I mean. I I'm a believer. Everybody has their own opinions. You think what you want, but when you're in positions like that, uh, you don't need to use your 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 positioning to push your agenda. I I just so yeah. I was not a fan of what was going on there. Um, did you guys see the trailer for Spider Man? What is this your Spider Man? <laughs> <laughs> Did you guys see the um the, there was the a Brazilian mess video. up? The, the, the Brazilian mess up, yes. When yeah. Lizard got punched and out of nothing. nothing. Yeah. <laughs> um but I I sent Josh earlier uh this week a video. Um some really cool people on YouTube that I follow for uh visual effects and stuff. Uh the CG Geek did a he added in the other two Spider-Mans, Spider-Men, um, he added the two in that scene. Um, definitely check it out. Awesome, awesome video if you um, haven't seen it yet. But, uh, dude, I don't know. Uh, a huge fan, huge fan of Corridor Digital. Um, if you guys haven't, check them out on YouTube. They're they're amazing. Huge uh, video people, uh, CG work and everything. But I just, they, they released a video talking about Dune. And I got super geeky and super uh, happy because our video came out two weeks before theirs did. 
And what I was saying about the movie coincided with what they were saying about the movie. And I just thought that just, I'm just, I was just geeking out when I, when I watched their video and what I said about it was agreeing with what they said about it. Super geeky moment. I was like, dude, these guys, because they inspired me to what came up with film core digital was film riot and corridor digital. So I did film core digital. Um, so two, two awesome people that inspired me, but just to watch them, they've been on for, I think like 11 years now, 10, 10, 11 wow. years on YouTube, building it to just, just two guys. They graduated high school and moved to California and they built something. And that's what we're trying to do here with film core digital, but we, uh, can't move to California. Um, nor do we want to move to California. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we're going to build it here right in Florida. Um, That's the state to be in right now, so. Yeah. Uh, what else? Yeah, you beat them to it. They're all coming. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's, it's that time of year, man. Time, they're all coming back down. We're seeing the plates from all the other, the, all the other states. Yeah. Uh, speaking of Spider-Man, though, uh, I know everybody's seen the trailer and stuff and keeping up on the Alba news that they can and everything. Um, if you guys haven't caught an interview that Tom Holland did, he mentioned, I don't know if this is anything to look forward to in the future or not, but he said, who knows if this is my time up as Spider-Man and stuff, but he really thinks moving on, it should be Miles Morales. Yep. I saw that he wants he he wants Miles Morales to, uh... and it really should happen if they really want to go to it. This would really be the movie to do, like an end credit scene cameo or something like that because technically he is canon in the MCU because of in the first Spider Man where they had Donald Glover as his uncle. So I mean, he's technically there, you know. So. I mean, I would be super excited about moving that way and with, you know, Ghost Spider, you know, Spider-Gwen and stuff in the future and stuff. I think it would be really good. Didn't um, Spider-Man die to the Sinister Six? And now we've got a film about the Sinister Six. So that could be an Easter egg. Uh, Absolutely. And and that's the thing, too, because you could really look at it in any way if they do actually introduce the other two Spider-Mans in this. They could be one of the ones that die, or it could be Tom Holland's. You know, you just yeah. never know which way they could really go for it. Uh, yeah, and that's the good uh, thing about Marvel they <laughs> they keep things under wrap and they throw things out there just to keep people talking, just to and, like the fighter enough. Like uh, the, with yeah. this Spider-Man movie, like you know, they're not giving you any information about it, but everybody's talking about it. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's definitely definitely. What some... would you guys say if I told you that my theory on this film is? We're actually not going to see uh, Andrew Garfield or, or Tobey Maguire, and that the one who punched uh, the lizard is actually Venom. That would be interesting and stuff. Because um, remember, I at think, the end credits of uh, if, if, the Beacon, that would happen, that world. yeah, yeah. If if that would happen, I do believe that would kind of be kind of more towards the end with that because you know Venom's going to be going into that as thinking. I'm against Spider-Man. I need to fight him and stuff versus fighting with him. So there would have to be something in there to be like, okay, now we're buddies or we're at least going to team up to defeat these guys. Um, But the way that for me personally, the way that it's looking like that, it might actually just be Doc Ock because he's not in that part. And it looks like they're playing it off that Doc Ock is actually going to help him against the others. Yeah, it looked uh, the way that, yeah. Um, that's what uh, somebody was saying that they they are this movie could ruin the perfect ending from Spider-Man Two for Doc Ock. Yeah, like, but really, they, I mean, they, really could. How they because just like they like Doctor Strange, like a lot of people don't understand too the whole when he's giving the speech and you know when Doc Ock's like, oh, you can't go chasing these ghosts, and you know, and Doctor Strange is telling them this is their fate. They all die by Spider-Man. And it's true. Like every single one of those characters and the other Spider-Man movies have died. Yep. So bringing them back and then trying to keep them alive would just throw things even worse into the mix. And well, the the scene there, I don't know if it's him punching Lizard, but Andrew Garfield's in it. It's already been confirmed. It's 
Um, so Corridor Digital did a they released a a a little video. Corridor didn't release it. Somebody released a, released a video of Andrew Garfield on those Raptors in front of a green screen, um, sitting there doing a little scene. I remember that one. Yep. And Corridor Digital broke it down to the tiniest light on his mouth that you can't create in CG. You can't recreate that with a deep fake. So it's not a deep fake on somebody else. They they confirm that that footage is 100% real. It's not edited or anything. So why else would he be, unless it's Marvel, throwing us for a loop just to throw that out there? Yeah. But Andrew Garfield is on those Raptors in that scene. Well, I'll, I'll and, tell you what I think could end up happening from that is, you know, as the villains end up getting pulled into their universes, I'm pretty sure that they're going to end up doing it while fighting their version of Spider-Man. So you're going to see Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire fighting their villains in their separate universes, and then the villains are going to get pulled in. That's probably yeah. going to be why you saw Andrew Garfield in a Spider-Man costume, and it was because he was actually shooting. He was actually in the middle of a scene with the villain, and that was it. Uh, I, I can I can definitely see that. I could see them literally having right there because, I mean, it seems like this movie starts off where, you know, it, it seems like there's going to be a lot of centering around Doc Ock, and yeah. he's like. And that's where the whole question is, is this your Spider-Man? He's like, no. You know? And I think that's what's going to happen. You're going to see scenes where these villains are literally just being pulled from time while fighting their version of Spider-Man. Yeah. Yeah. I could see that. But see, with the with that raptor scene and stuff that Tyra is talking about um, in the trailer where, you know, the new MJ, she's following, and you mm -hmm. see Spider-Man jump for her, but see, for me personally, the hand that I see reach for her was not Tom Holland's. Yep. That's what I saw. I'm like, and I even told my wife that right from the get go, very first time, without even seeing any other stuff. I was like, that is not Tom Holland's hand. Have you seen the little meme gif of that where it's all the Spider Mans and they're like, I got him. No, I got him. I got him. <laughs> She's still going to bounce off the floor. <laughs> yeah, she's still going to hit the ground. All three Spider-Mans, they say, I got her, and they jump for her. Um, yeah, it's definitely, it's definitely been speculated all over the map, back and forth, and that's what Marvel's good at. And we'll oh, yeah. never know until it comes out in a couple weeks. So, And right? a lot of this, I, I, th I think that a lot of it is Marvel themselves putting this stuff out there to stoke the fire. Because they oh, know yeah. how to just manipulate it and just get people talking about their movie and stuff, oh, yeah. and then they're like, "Boom!" You know? <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be, it's gonna be, it's gonna hit us hard. Um, besides Spider Man, because we're we're gonna wrap everything up here. We're we're getting on, um, running out of time. Any other movies coming out that you're excited about besides any other Marvel movies? Because we talk about a lot of Marvel movies on here. Um, we've already talked about all the upcoming. Morbius and stuff like that, like all the good ones coming out. Uh, anything else that's not Marvel? I've got a few quick mentions uh, uh, that I feel like should be mentioned uh, that seems to be really interesting. It just came out. Uh, Cowboy Bebop is now on Netflix. If you haven't seen it, um, I, I know I watched it you know, growing up. I don't know if you guys have. Uh, it seems to be something that everyone is like saying is came out very well. Um, also, you have True Story with Kevin Hart, and also we actually have a prequel to Army of the Dead that came out a few months back with Army of Thieves. And Which, touching on that, I uh, sat down Saturday to start watching it with my wife. Um, mm -hmm. I left and came out to the studio. Oh, okay, so we'll kick that off. I haven't seen that movie yet. It was just, I, just I didn't watch the first. I didn't, I didn't watch... Uh, Dead of uh, Army of the Dead, Army of the Dead, either. Um, yeah. but that well, that's one because you don't like um, you don't like Batista. That's, yeah, <laughs> that's well, I just, I, I just, <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I, I might he overplays his acting it. when he's really not yeah. that good. I, I might, I might watch it. Uh, but no, the Army of Thieves, I uh, started to watch it. Um, it was interesting for a little bit, and then it just 
it dies out. Like it dries. I mean, the end might be good. I don't know. Never made it to it. Uh, the Bebop. Um, my my wife actually right before we started the podcast uh, started it, and I was like, "Way to start this without me." See, this is how it goes in the house. She'll start something because I'm out here, and then I'll come in halfway through it and see hey, it. Hey, man, listen, a few minutes ago, you literally just said you were going to start watching Hawkeye without her, so I don't I'm make do- her. Well, that's you what I'm saying. You can't argue with her I on can't, that one. I can't, I, can't, I can't wait for her anymore. She doesn't really watch the Marvel stuff, though, so, I mean, it's, I mean, it's fair for him to kind of yeah, watch it without her. Yeah, she watches more of the dumb stuff. Um, literally. <laughs> Like 90% of the time I'll go in there and she's got something on that's either dubbed or it's subtitles. And I hate watching movies with subtitles. Like if the whole thing, sub- like I'll, I'll do a couple uh, throughout the movie, but if the whole movie is subtitled, I'm, I'm out. I, yeah, I, it's... I'll, I'll go read the book. I'm not going to read the well, movie. They added something else on, uh, on Netflix that I thought was really interesting. Um, it kind of looks like it was made by the same people that made Squid Games. It's called Hellbound. Yeah. Um, you guys yep. heard that? Yep. That, that seems to look like a really interesting film, uh, well, series. Yep, it, it does look interesting. Um, yeah. Six episodes, that's all it is, but it looks like something I want to check out. Uh, they're doing a lot of good stuff uh, on, on all these different platforms. They're, it's, it's crazy yeah. that people try to get rid of uh, cable to go to just a streaming platform and then multiple streaming streaming platform comes out and you got to get all of them. And then you're just, yeah. you know, <laughs> just paying the, pay the price for cable again. It's, paying the price for cable is exactly right. Yeah. Uh, everybody's cool. got their own. I mean, the newest ones, what Paramount now. They, they and that's own. exactly what me and the wife did to watch Clifford and cause, and I did it just cause I had the first month for free. So I was like, okay, well I'll just cancel it after that and be but, done with it. Sony doesn't have one yet, right? Sony doesn't have a plat streaming. No, don't don't jinx it. I was gonna say, <laughs> comes out well, next week. I, well, I think a lot of it for them is too, because I think through what it's still kind of stirring around is that they're still having their own financial problems and stuff. Coming out with a streaming service, I don't think is really in their books right now and stuff. So, yeah, um, it's it's a crazy world out there in the streaming world. Uh, maybe Filmcore Digital will have a streaming platform soon. <laughs> start start streaming some cool stuff. Uh, yeah, I appreciate you guys being on. That is all the time we have today. Um, make sure you guys go like and subscribe to the YouTube channel. Definitely check out our new Filmcore crew memberships on the Filmcore Digital website. Link will be in the description. Um, we're gonna, yeah, we're gonna start putting stuff there. And again, guys, appreciate you guys joining on the podcast today. Uh, any any plugs from either one of you guys before we sign off? You guys have anything to plug? Oh no, I have anything. Not yet. yet. All right. Appreciate you guys. Thank you for listening to What the Film Court, and we will catch you in the next one.